Hello and welcome. I am Dr. Lara May, a clinical pharmacist specializing in functional medicine, as well as a certified yoga teacher and Reiki master. I run a truly integrative health coaching practice, encompassing functional medicine lab testing, yoga and meditation, and a sprinkling of Reiki energy medicine. Join me here on Light Body Radio to break through your health plateau and come into alignment with your natural vitality. Hello and welcome to Light Body Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Lara May, and today we have with us Nicole Starbuck, a psychic empath, quantum energy healer, spiritual mentor, and life coach, empowering people to ignite their intuition and supercharge their psychic skills so that they can make their dreams a reality. Welcome. I'm happy to have you. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor and privilege to be here, and I can't wait to share. Yeah, I'm excited too. I always love uh, having these conversations where we bring the energetic and the physical together to show what a powerful change that it can create in our lives. So um, let's start by telling the audience, you know, your story and how you came to be. You're a teacher, a life coach, practitioner, you know, you wear a lot of hats, but um, tell us how that all came to unfold. Yeah, so I'm just going to go right back to the beginning when I first discovered my spiritual gift and abilities. Some call it the gift of prophecy. I call it psychic intuition. But I first discovered this when I was nine years old, so just a small child. I was coming out of school to get picked up, and just out of nowhere, I had this random thought, a bird's going to poop on me right now. And sure enough, it did. Just like a couple seconds later, bam, right there, right on my arm. And I remember looking down and looking at it and thinking, oh my goodness, one, this is gross. And two, (laughs) I just predicted this. I just predicted this. And so I was shocked and dismayed. And that really opened up the portal for what became a lot of predictive dreams, visions, premonitions. And I would have these ideas of things that would happen and then they would come true. And I started to feel out of control because this is a lot of information for a small girl. And I did not have the environment to really develop this in a safe space. I grew up in a fairly conservative religious house where um, things like this were construed as evil or witchcraft. I was told that if I used pendulum or tarot cards or anything like that, that that was evil and I was going to go to hell. So that did not resonate with me. So I hid my gifts for quite some time, close to 20 years. And I ended up having a lot of anxiety because I would get visions and not know what to do about it. And I felt out of control in my life. This all led to depression because I was not living in alignment with my authentic truth. And anxiety and depression are the fast track to chronic illness or disease or what I say, dis-ease because Mm -hmm. I was at dis-ease with myself. And then this all eventually led to what I call my first spiritual awakening in my early 20s. I thought I had done everything right. Go to school, get good grades, get a good job. Everything will be fine, right? And it was not Mm -hmm. fine. I ended up in the ER with a panic attack. And that for me was the first real awakening where I thought there just has to be another way. 
there has to be another way to doing life. And so I started a personal growth and development journey that really allowed me to bring my mind and body into alignment. And I did that for many years with great success. And then I just thought, there's something else here. I'm missing something. I'm missing the spiritual component. And I felt called to then dive deeper into the metaphysical and more esoteric practices where I really went all in in my psychic development. And that was my second awakening there. And so now what I do is I show other people how to shift from anxious to aligned and stressed to bust, specifically by using their spiritual gifts and abilities. So if I can shortcut what took me 20 something years to understand, hopefully that'll help someone else. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think it will. I think people like you and myself, those teachers that are bringing this forward, because I one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is because um, I was looking over your website and everything that you do. And I love that you say, like, we're all intuitive. These are not actually special gifts. We all have them. It's just a matter of learning how to utilize them and implement them. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, but there are a few things that I saw um, in terms of the modalities that you combined that I haven't had on the show. So is it okay if we talk about a couple of those um, specifically just maybe to help, you know, demystify some of them as well? Um, so the first one I want to start with are, are the Akashic Records. So how first... Number one, can you define or explain to the public what that is and then tell us how you implement that in your practice? Absolutely. Yes, I love that question. So the Akashic Records are the history of everything that ever was, is, and will be. And the way I've always imagined it and when I go into it, it looks like this giant library in the sky. If you have ever, I don't know why I always think of this movie, but watch the movie Beauty and the Beast, the 1990s something classic of when she goes into the library and it's like floor to ceiling, wall to wall bookshelves mm -hmm. filled with all these books. So these are the Akashic Records, the history of everything that ever was, is, and will be. And when you go into this library, there is somewhere in there, the book of Nicole, the book of Dr. Laramie, the book of so-and-so. And so we go in there, we go into this. And what I usually do for this practice, and we can, I can guide us through this, no problem. So I usually like to ground my energies into the deep earth, just drawing up all that earth energy. I ground my, my um, branches into the sky to pull in all of the divine light. And then I imagine myself floating up into this cosmic library or the Akashic Records. And when I go into this library, it's like surrounded by clouds and then all these bookshelves filled with books. And I talk to my book frequently we're friends and so my book kind of just floats up over to me comes right to me kind of like that scene in harry potter where things just float up to him and so i have this book in my hand and if you're listening or you're following along you know invite your book into your hand and i like to flip through my book and i've done this before so many different visions and, and things come through and it's kind of like any other reference book i've done this before with um other divination books or even the bible where you just flip to a page and whatever needs to be revealed is what is revealed. Mm -hmm. So I did this on another podcast, even I think just a week ago. And what came through was a war scene that there was some battle that I fought years and lifetimes ago that was still playing out in my day, day to day life now. And now when I'm flipping through the book, what comes through is actually love scenes. I was sitting in a meditation earlier today. We were talking about the, the love spirit 
and communicating with the love spirit. So now it's showing me all these examples of how beautiful marriage and relationship gets to be and how I can use those examples to heal whatever patterns and cycles are happening in my relationship now. And so that's for me. But in looking at your book, just taking a moment to acknowledge what thoughts, feelings, sensations, images, visions come through because we each receive information in different forms and fashions. I tend to receive it either as a visual, as a visual or a feeling, but for someone else that may be different. And so not discrediting or judging that at all, but just allowing whatever comes through to come through. And then we can take this exercise as long as we want, but I just wanted to give you just the snapshot mm -hmm. lowdown of how to do it. And then when you're done, just taking a moment for, for thinking your Akashic records, for thinking your book of life, for thinking any ancestors or angels that might have come through in this exercise, because that could happen too. And then allowing the book to go back to its place and then removing yourself from that um, environment and just coming back to the 3D physical reality because this can be kind of a lot of uh, divine connection. And then we, we're over here in like 5D and beyond and we have to come back to the physical 3D realities. So here mm -hmm. we are on planet Earth. And that's just very in a nutshell what that could look like for you. Cool. So I imagine that this links in closely with a past life regression or if anyone's curious about that or and I like how you said um, you can bring this information forward to help you maybe d be like a pattern interrupter um, and address cyclical things that come up because I think a lot of us notice that in our lives whether it's you know in a relationship or maybe it's a money pattern or a job pattern, you know, um, I think we all probably have something that's cyclical and, and pattern in our life. And if it's something that we might not necessarily enjoy or be so, you know, pleasant for us, then we often are probably like, why does this keep happening? And then we blame things like Mercury retrograde. But really, <laughs> it's something I think it's something within our own, um, thought process that is creating that energetic um, repetition, which keeps drawing in similar instances to show up in our life. And what I don't know, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, this this all ties into this idea, not, not everyone's familiar with this, I'd love to bring this up, a soul contract, where mm -hmm. it and, and in order for this to make sense, one has to believe in reincarnation, and not everyone does, and that's fine. Um, but the, the idea is that after a lifetime, we, you know, ascend to the heavens and we're kind of looking back on our, on our life we just lived and we go, okay, we learned this lesson, check, that's resolved. We didn't quite learn this one. So let's go back. We're going to create a soul contract. We're going to reincarnate again and we're going to try again. So whatever is recurring, say a money story, a love story, whatever story, fill in the bank we then have the opportunity to do it again. And it's almost like you, we chose this. Mm -hmm. We chose to come back into this body to live out these particular lessons because there's something within us that is healing that particular story that didn't get resolved before. And so when you look at it from this perspective, either we can get angry, well, why did I choose that? Or look at it as from a sense of empowerment of, wow, I now have this beautiful opportunity to heal and resolve a hundreds of year old money story from a vow of poverty that I took like 
a thousand years ago. Let me resolve that now so that doesn't keep happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've really been on this path and like bringing forward this concept of radical responsibility, like in all parts of our lives lately. And I think even the energetic piece, that's huge, uh, you know, taking responsibility for our energy, for our choices, for our thoughts, you know, how we show up, how we act, how we react, all those things. And for sure, you know, like instead of getting angry, frustrated, and though all those emotions and feelings are fine, like go feel them, you know, just go through those motions because that's healthy. So please do. But then once you've, you've, you're past that, now it's time to get curious and say, oh, at least that's, it was super empowering for me when I, I went through this too. Um, and start, start asking questions, you know, like, is this something that I need to continue participating in? Or, you know, if I see this, you know, happen again, how am I going to show up? You know, taking responsibility for how we show up in these patterns too, because I think a lot of times until we've had, you know, certain awakenings, then we very much show up in this unconscious way, feeling victimized or feel like asking like, why did this happen to me? And those and those types of things. And so, yeah, it can be very empowering if we allow it to be. And I think that's also part of this journey and part of, like you said, just the awakening um, pattern itself is the awareness of, well, first of all, I'm a sovereign energetic being in a human body, in a physical body. Well, what does that mean? Oh, that means I get to choose. Like, I'm not just floating around, you know, I mean, and there are some people out there that do believe that everything is random and, you know, it's just chaos. But we even know from physics, metaphysics, from science, that that's not how the universe works. So <laughs> um, let's see, what else do I want to ask you about? Oh, I also, unless, do you want to respond to that before I move on? Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. The one thing My that, you, that really <laughs> stuck out to me, it was all, it was all beautiful. I love that. Um, you said something, why is this happening to me? Mm -hmm. And that's really the vibration of this 3D physical reality. A moment ago, I, I mentioned 5D. So we have 3D, 4D, 5D going on up to 12 and beyond. So most people operate in this 3D physical reality. They never really get past what's going on in the moment and tend to stay in that victim mentality of why is this happening to me? When we get into these conversations of how is this happening for me, that's when we start to raise our vibration and we realize not everything is conspiring against you, but actually things are working out in your favor. So mm -hmm. most people who have been on some sort of awakening journey float around here in this 4D energy of how is this happening for me? But to take this a step further, if we want to operate even higher in the 5D, is really looking at ourselves as a channel, which is how are things happening through me? So it's not even to me or for you, but how are you here as a star seed to really create love and grace on this planet? Absolutely. I'm so glad you said that too, because again, that just reinforces the oneness that we all are like we are we are made up of the same um, components as the sun the stars earth the entire universe we are part of and one with the entire universe that's everything that's the physical the non-physical you know 
that includes the energetic, all the woo-woo. And again, this has been reinforced by physical science, physics, metaphysics. And we are just now starting to really be able to understand it more on that scientific level. But I was listening to something um, just yesterday, and this person said, you know, um, physics and um, quantum physics is one of the most scientifically verifiable forms of science at this point in our entire history. And we kind of still think of like quantum physics, I think because it's so hard for so many of us to grasp of like this esoteric, weird, even though it's science, it's still like really hard to wrap our minds around. But when I heard him say that, I was like, yes. <laughs> because I also think that that does lend more validity to what we do as as light workers, energy workers, and whatever modality um, is your cup of tea at this time. And, you know, we are creator beings in a body. So like you said, there's that stepwise you know, moving up in the dimensions of your energetic vibration. But also, like I said before, we're sovereign, but we're also the creators of our reality. So if we don't like our current reality, we get to change it. So how's that for me? And then yes, being that channel, you get to choose to be connected with the light with source at any given moment of any given day. It's your choice. And so that's one of the first things I do with my students is like, you want to see something life changing. It's so simple, but so powerful. Just connect with the light and as many times a day as you can until it becomes so automatic that you are living from a connected place. And then that's yes, when you are you when you really open up to be that channel. Exactly. So well said. Yeah, cool. Um, oh, I was going to ask you, since we were on this whole concept of Akashic Records and past lives, and then you said Akashic Records is also future. So I've been thinking lately, I've, I read a book by Mira Kelly and uh, her experience with um, different lives, past lives. And she sort of had this download that they're all parallel. And so like our human brains want to make them linear as like past, present, future. And um, and so I love this also concept of parallel. And I think this could also be true even in the context of the Akashic and or our concept of quote unquote past life regression or past life therapy. And what a big shift this has even been for me just thinking about, oh, if I reconcile this one dimension of this one life that my soul has chosen to live through. But they're sort of parallel. So they're sort of stacked like pancakes. Like how will that change and that ripple through all the rest of them? Uh, you know, a sort of like a, a butterfly effect sort of thing. So um, I don't know. What are your thoughts about that? I, I love that a lot. That's really beautiful. And it, it brings another image than what I typically see, which is this sort of web of life where it kind of looks like a map. Because what sometimes frustrates people about psychic predictions and why they sometimes think like, intuitives or psychics or scammers is that they may make a prediction but have it not come true because so much of our life is free will that just as you said we have the power we have the opportunity to create a new reality so when we are faced with a decision and we're let's say getting a psychic reading about x or z 
If we go one way, that opens up all these other venues and channels and possibilities. But if we go the other way, if we make a different decision, then what maybe is in alignment with our greatest good or not, now we have all these other opportunities. But I also think that all those possibilities are happening in some dimension all at once, which is sometimes why we feel a dissonance or just like a little bit off is because there's some one of those layers that one of the pancakes <laughs> is not quite in alignment with what's for our greatest good and highest potential. But somewhere along the line, we made a choice that was actually in, in opposition to our authentic truth. But we always have that opportunity to go back. Mm -hmm. and rewrite that story and correct course to get back in alignment with whatever is going to be for our greatest good. How much of a role have you seen uh, forgiveness, both self-forgiveness and forgiveness of others in terms of these reconciliations? And, and I think even um, like healing those physical conditions, because I'm sure um, I'll let you explain, but like from my perspective, like so much of our physical, chronic, even acute conditions are manifested from these energetic things, um, weights, uh, stories, yeah, however you, you know, um, how we carry them and how long and how deep and what we stack on top of them, um, how hard we try to push them down and push them away, you know, and it creates these things in our life, like anxiety, like depression, migraines, you know, um, endometriosis, PCOS, cancer, heart disease, you name it. And there's most likely an energetic seed to it somewhere, you know, either in your body or energetic field, most mm -hmm. likely in your body if it's manifesting uh, in your body. So, you know, um, and I found too that so much of this comes back down to our own view of ourselves and how we have held ourselves either out of alignment of who we truly are in or you know or in relation to like what society thinks we should be do say show up you know any of those things and eventually we have to reconcile that and say it doesn't matter i love you no matter what meaning you love yourself no matter what oh my goodness Oh, I love this question so much because it really, it really allows so much grace. And I can think back to some conversations I've had with some people about this idea of the law of attraction and manifestation about us being uh, so powerful and being the creators of our own reality. And it was really upsetting and triggering for some people because it, they, you know, if, if we're the creators of our own reality and our reality sucks, doesn't that mean that we're at fault? And then there's the beating yourself up of, well, I created mm -hmm. this. This is my fault that this is happening, right? And that's that's not really where we want to stay. And and the, the key component, which you just touched on, is the forgiveness aspect of if we're the creator of our own reality and you don't wreck reality, let's forgive ourselves for having created this and know that there is so much love and so much grace and so much self-compassion here and to create that clean slate for us to move forward and call in what it is that you would actually like to create. And then actually our, my one-on-ones that I've had some private sessions recently, there's been a lot of forgiveness work, a lot of forgiveness works. So typically the framework that I bring someone through is where are you now? Where would you like to be? And what's the slow moving energy or resistance that you don't already have that or you're not already there? 
And then let's go, let's backtrack and figure out where that came from and solve the root cause, not just the symptoms. So usually it's something from childhood, if not childhood, something generational or ancestral, if not that, then something in a past life, right? Mm -hmm. But the component here, and this is the most uncomfortable piece for most people, they fight me so hard on this, is the self-forgiveness piece because they want to hold on to that energy of, well, I'm, I'm a victim, right? And so um, I typically guide people through the Hawaiian forgiveness prayer. And I realized the other day I've been pronouncing it wrong forever. So my apologies <laughs> to, to the creators of this system. It's it's supposed to be pronounced Ho'oponopono. I've been saying it wrong forever. My apologies. Um, but it's, I'm sorry, forgive me, thank you, I love you. And if we can do this, say, for a person that has harmed us, that's great. But I find if we can just do this for ourselves, all the better, because we then can let go of the past and rewrite that story and then move forward with a clean slate of fresh starts. Yeah, I mean, we're all so hard on ourselves. And so if we can start to say these beautiful, loving things to ourselves. That's a huge step forward. And I think people will find so much of what has been ailing them, so to speak, will be released and transmuted and transformed when they're able to finally like really like feel into those words too. I'm sorry. You know, I is that I forgive you. Yeah, so I'm sorry. Forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I love but thank you pieces with <laughs> I'm not grateful. No, but great gratitude, love and gratitude, the two highest vibrations in the universe. If you can find any silver lining, any nugget, any takeaway, then you've done it. You've alchemized it. Yeah. It's brought you to this place. And if you weren't here, would you still be sort of swirling down there and you know that place where you were not happy? So yes. Absolutely. Um, whatever, you know, like speaking of the law of attraction in Abraham, from Abraham Hicks, you know, has that um, the emotional scale. <laughs> and so like you can't just jump from, you know, sadness to ecstasy. You, you have to climb the scale and you can jump a couple, you know, but, you know, you still have to like work your your way up sort of like. Um, I think of it too as like you're speeding the energy up. Like a tornado doesn't just literally manifest out of nothing. There's a momentum that happens to get the tornado to where it's finally coming out of the sky and touching the ground. It's the same with this energetic work. Yes, there can be miraculous instantaneous healing. Absolutely. But for most of us, it's still stepwise. And but that's our choice. So I think also too, like once we get our heads wrapped around, you know, like you said, where we are and where we want to be, then, then, you know, we sort of have this choice about how fast we want to get to where we want to be. And a lot of us think we want to be where we want to be. But then like when we're faced with that opportunity, we're like, oh, I'm not so sure. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a bunch of unknown, right? And that's, a, that's that, you know, lizard brain. And and our physicalness of being humans that wants to keep us in the known because the known is quote unquote safe. Even if it's uncomfortable, it's what our brain knows 
and that's what has kept us alive all these millennia as human beings. So, but if we can sort of ignore that piece of our brain and allow ourselves to dream and meditate and visualize and, you know, uh, all of the fun things that I love about energetic work is what if we could imagine what it's usually whatever the final product is is usually better than we could ever imagine if we let it be so <laughs> i love that you said that that's my, one of my favorite <laughs> mantras for manifestation is this or something better mm -hmm. i would like this and i'm open to something else if it's better than this please yes give me that yeah do you have a framework that if someone comes to you with like a physical ailment that they would like to heal, is there a specific approach that you take or is it different with everyone? I tend to blend different modalities depending on the person and what's coming through for them and what I'm picking up on from their energy. But typically um, when somebody comes to me for a particular ailment, say, Womb pain is a is a common one. So someone will come to me. I, I love that you said endometriosis because I actually use quantum energy healing to heal my endometriosis and um, ovarian cysts. So someone comes to me and says, "Oh, I'm having a pain in the right side of my my pelvis." So like, let's resolve that. And um, two things. So typically, I see this: the people that come to me for quantum energy healing are actually empaths and clairsentients, but just haven't realized it yet. So they're picking up on energy from other people and not filtering it out because they don't know that they're doing this and they're just embodying it. So it gets lodged, mm -hmm. <laughs> energy gets lodged in their body, which builds up over time, which then results in acute or chronic illness or disease. That's one thing. And then the second thing is, is most of these correspondences, so say somewhere um, in the ovarian or the, the reproductive system, is linked to some sort of trauma that they experienced pretty early on, typically as a either a child or a, like a teenager. Mm -hmm. And so what we actually do is we go back into that experience, not that they need to relive what happened to them, but energetically clear that often through forgiveness work. If we can do it for the other person, great. If we can do it for yourself, even better, clear that. And then they find that in this process, the pain actually goes away. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's so powerful. And, and I think, and I'm sure you find this too. I, it, the, it's like each person has to show up to you with a willingness already there yeah. for it to, you know, for it to really um, be effective, but not even that for them to really like be a hundred percent like participating because I really think, you know, in Western medicine, we have this um, hierarchy where doctors are at the top and that's who we're giving all of our power away to, unfortunately. And that's, you know, one of my missions is to bring the patient, the client, you know, back into that position of power themselves, creating their own team of practitioners around them that they resonate with, that works with more of an equal exchange of energy. So when you go to your PCP, because we still need them to be there, they still serve a fantastic purpose. And I'm grateful for them and what they do. But instead of, you know, when you show up with a complaint, they listen, there's a discussion, none of there's none of this being blown off or being, you know, pressured or bullied into certain treatment that you don't want or 
being told that this is the only option possible or any of those things. Um, and so I think it's interesting too that in the energetic realm, a lot of people come to us expecting us to quote unquote fix them when and that's when it's the opposite and 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 if you're going to a psychic or looking for some sort of energy healer to fix you you might get temporary relief but the cycle will be will not be broken well yeah will not be broken i'll make sure to say that right <laughs> um until again you step in and you take responsibility for your own energy your own actions thoughts and vibration uh, because really I feel like this new movement of uh, practitioners, light workers, and teachers, we are coming from a place of empowerment and we want people to be active in their own healthcare, both physically and energetically. And what that also means like emotionally and mentally too, and how do we handle our emotions and how do we work with them and how do we you know move through them and like get a, become okay with feeling them but not living in them you know yeah. allowing us to allowing them to move through us like you said earlier as a channel but not uh, not letting them lodge in different spots in our body and energetic fields and so um i think that's one of the things that i tell people when i start working with them too is I'm not here to quote unquote fix you. <laughs> That's your job. <laughs> yeah. I'm here to give you tools and we will work on it together. But really, you know, it's, it's, I'm even in my one on one sessions, I still see myself as a teacher, not a healer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, you, I love that you said that because I use the word healer, right? Yeah. But I also make it very clear at the beginning of a session or if I'm starting, say, like a one on one package with someone. I am not going to heal you. I am going to show you how to heal yourself. Exactly. Yes. And that's that's been a huge reason why I've actually shifted away from doing like professional psychic readings and just one-off healing sessions for people is because that's not actually addressing the root cause, which is you are actually also psychic. You are also empathic. Let me actually show you how to develop that so that you don't have to keep addressing the symptoms but you can actually resolve this for yourself that was a huge catalyst for me starting a psychic school for people to develop their skills so they can do this for themselves mm -hmm. yeah absolutely what else is there something that we haven't talked about yet that you want to bring forward mm. oh well I, I don't feel like i fully addressed your question you were asking about the framework or methods or modalities for facilitating healing because that's what we do we facilitate the healing the person does the healing on their end mm -hmm. and some of the things that will often come through in addition to say like the akashic records or psychic surgery um i do tend to channel a lot of light language will come through if anyone's not familiar with light language it's like reiki which most people have at least heard of reiki reiki is an ancient japanese practice that's a particular set of symbols that have been channeled that each symbol means a particular thing and when it's used within the energy body it does whatever it needs to do according to what that symbol means and then light language some people may have heard of say speaking in tongues so light language can be spoken it can be sung it can be signed with the hands i tend to do very fluid movements with my hands over the body or it can also be drawn out like with a pen and paper 
And so that's something that I use a lot of in my practice. And people ask me, well, like, what does it mean? And I don't know what it means. I'm channeling and it's doing what it needs to do because <laughs> it works. I use it on my daughter to cure nightmares and I've used it on myself and I use it on my husband for tummy aches. So like it works. So. Do you, um, do you work with a specific uh, star race or yeah, I guess that's the, is that the right way to say it? Star seed. Star system. <laughs> star system galactic uh, family. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I have my origins and I, I, I know this because I got a professional Akashic record being done, which caught me interested. So then I got certified in it. But um, so I'm from the Vega star from the Lyra constellation. So I tend to use a lot of Lyran energy. If anyone's not familiar with the Lyrans, they're kind of like cat-like kind of cat pieces. Um, but I also tend to channel other people's guides and other starseed systems. So I get Pleiadians coming through, I get Pleiadians coming through, I get Arcturians coming through. So I get all kinds, even if they're not my particular family, mm -hmm. they, they come through depending on what I'm working on, on the person that I'm facilitating for, if I'm hosting a particular event. We had a retreat with some women and every single one of their starseed families came and the whole room was full and the balcony was full and they were floating in the sky like they were all around us so like armies and armies from the different starseed families so i can definitely connect in depending on what the situation is calling for cool and then um i also see in your bio star codes how is that different or related to the light language yeah, so I tend to look at light language as what's being channeled, it's an angelic language, so what's being channeled from the angels and then coming out. And then I look at star codes as the symbols that are being given to us as a formula, as a frequency, as something that we are then supposed to then place in a particular situation or draw out for a particular purpose. And to me, the star codes have a more um, definite meaning like I, I just happen to have this book next to me but there's this wonderful book by Lara l-a-a-r-a called the little book of light codes and she actually had drawn out particular star codes that had come through and then each one has a particular meaning whereas to me my differentiation is that light language is more fluid it doesn't like a, a particular movement doesn't mean a particular thing but for the star codes it's it's, it's a little more distinct okay all right. Cool. Very cool. Uh, let's see what else. So why don't you tell us where people can find you and about your school, your psychic school? Yeah. So I received this download a few years ago to start this psychic school. And so it's been three years in the making, but we've finally done it. We've created it. It's happening. We have wonderful students there and we're re-enrolling for the fall semester. And, um, so that is our Oracle Academy, and Oracle is spelled like Aura, it's a little play on words. So it's A-U-R-A-C-L-E academy.com, and that's where you can find all the information on Psychic School as well as our other programs and courses. And then I love to connect with people online, so I'm available on Instagram at instagram.com slash Nicole.Starbucks, that's my first and last name, N-I-C-O-L-E, little dot in the middle, and then Starbucks, like the coffee, but without the S on the end. And then we also have a free group called the Conscious Collective, which is on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash groups slash Oracle Academy. Once again, that's as an Aura, A-U-R-A-C-L-E Academy. Excellent. Cool. Well, is there anything else before we finish up? 
Oh, I just, I always like to leave people with this idea of you already know the answers, like in this discovery of reading books and listening to podcasts and whatever courses and programs you're taking, you already know the answers. The answers are inside of you. And it's really just a matter of whether or not you're listening. So tune in, see what spirit has for you. Yeah. Listening. And then if you're willing to take action, uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that Mer mercury retrograde is bringing you those messages for you to finally <laughs> step forward and be like, yes, I'm ready. I'm going to do it. <laughs> well, Nicole, thank you so much. I appreciate your time and your expertise. This has been really fascinating and I love bringing together any sort of, you know, energy modality. So I hope this was enlightening for all of you out there in case you know, I hope we brought something forward that was new to you or at least, a, you know, a different perspective on it. So definitely check out the oracleacademy.com and enroll in the fall semester if that's something that interests you. And um, also, yeah, just check out um, Nicole's website and uh, drop her a message if you have questions. I'm sure she would be stoked on that too. So thank you so much and we will see you all in the next episode.